And welcome back to another edition of For the Love of Dog. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We cannot do this without you. Well, this is our, another training segment. Uh, we Every other podcast, we focus on your training questions. Trying to educate people out there that we're not just adopting dogs. We're trying to help the public learn how to talk to your pet, your best buddy, to show them um, that you will provide them with leadership, discipline, and exercise. And then love. Love comes last. Right, Gary? Absolutely. I'm here with Gary Newcomb, our favorite train. Well, second favorite. I'm your favorite. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's probably not true. You're my favorite. I don't think. <laughs> Samesies. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome back. Um we're going to start in like two seconds here with uh, with some of your questions. Um, in fact, let's, well, let's dive right in. Um, this is kind of a good one. Um, this comes from one of our listeners, and she states, or he states, I can't really tell. They. It's, it says musical geeks response. I love the handle on Instagram. Anyway, the question is, my sister's dog is a crazy, demanding barker. Do you think an e-collar will stop the barking? Gary, what do you think about e-collars? What do you think about equipment like this to get your dog to stop barking? And what? And before you answer the question, okay. I'm sure a lot of readers don't understand or what a bark collar is. So why don't you, or I'm sorry, an e-collar, why don't you kind of explain what an e-collar is and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's a couple of styles of e-collar. One is the self-activating and the other is the remote. Uh, the self-activating, when a dog barks, it, does an action it could shock them it could vibrate they have them where they will make a little squirt of citronella oh, when yeah. the dog barks i've seen those yeah. yeah so the problem is uh the dogs do not really learn from them you know the uh the dog will learn to deal to deal with the pain to deal with whatever the reaction is so it won't stop a dog from barking right. it lacks the you know the alpha control method you know it's like if something randomly happened every time you do something you wouldn't necessarily put that together that you know it's one and the same okay let's back up for a second because that was really cool you just said now you have to go back even further and explain the alpha um reaction okay so so start so yeah so go back one more step (laughs) going back yep going back to our dog behavior you know dogs respect an alpha they have a hierarchy that is bred into them. Right. So when you are established as your pack alpha, your dog wants to do right by you. Because right. doing right by the alpha all the way back to when they were running in the wild means you get fed. You get fed larger servings. You get to eat with the pack. You get to eat close. You get to sleep next to the alpha. You get a, a lot of benefits for making your alpha happy. Right. So ultimately, that's what they always want to do. Right. So... uh. So getting to your point, yeah. getting to your point, the dog has to see the 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 redirect or, or understand where the redirect is coming from. Yes, what you were saying was all the dog is just getting a sensation, not yeah. understanding what, why, or where. What is it? That's what I was. Yeah, you said it perfectly. So now, now explain. Uh, and you were kind of getting into it before I rudely interrupted you. <laughs> is your thoughts now on on the e collar in this situation? So in this situation, it probably would not be ideal. What you what will always be better is a leader, uh, somebody who's dialed in as much as an e collar. You know, if right. you have an owner who every time the dog barks reacts like the e collar would, then there you have it. The dog will stop barking. But then you have you know a lot of stuff backing up besides just this random sensation that happens out of nowhere when I bark. 
Right. You have, you know, someone walking up to you. You have eye contact, hand signals, commands, right. corrections. You have right. a lot of stuff at the disposal that the dog knows about right. that you don't have with just, you know, the shot collar coming in. Right. And um, just to help, too, this is, I don't know about Gary. We don't talk much about e-collars, but, and more jump in anytime, but I, I have used them, but I use them when the dog is with me, a remote trainer. Right. I use them when the, when the dog is with me inside the house and let's say we're working on barking or I'm just trying to get the dog to stay um, because I don't want the dog to get up until I'd say the dog mm-hmm. can get up. So the, to Gary's point, if I see the dog and I'm using it, I'm backing that up with an, with, with, with an action or my voice or something to replicate the alpha correcting a dog that just got out of hand. Yeah. Right. I don't like them uh, when you're not there. Yeah. And for the same reason that you mentioned, the dog doesn't understand, you know, what's happening. Yeah. And, and why. And, and totally, like you said, dogs don't have the same. Do, Gary talks a lot about this. And I love it when um, anytime anyone brings up science and why these things work, dogs don't feel pain the way we do. So dog could care less. It's getting vibrated every time no. on the neck. Right. Um, so I, I don't, I don't and like I them. Mean, the deductive reasoning part of that, that the dog is going to make that connection between the vibration and the bark. It's not right. That's, that's asking a lot. <laughs> yes. Of even a German shepherd. Yeah. Um, so probably your sister, I'm going to guess, you know, the, the, the listener's sister probably isn't working the dog at all. Or if not enough, not especially enough. before visitors come over. Yeah. And sometimes when I, when I get on people, they say, well, I walk the dog four or five times a day. Yeah. You, you, you maybe, but you're not doing it correctly yeah. because if you do two 30 minute walks correctly, you're not going to have this problem. Yeah. Brisk too. Brisk. Don't at make your it a pace. slow stroll. I like to roll. Right. Right. And oh, and by the way, to Gary's point, if, 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 you, if you are moving quickly so the dogs pick up on stuff and then change your pace to a slow pace, dog has to match that pace. Yep, absolutely. And that's kind of, um, you know, what, what you're trying to get your dog to do. Now, that, now we're talking about dog walking. <laughs> but what you're trying to get your dog to do when you're out on the walk is to do whatever you do. And that quickly. Bam. Yep. Bam. So the dog understands, oh, I get it. I'm not allowed to make a decision. Yeah. Well, that's right? it's an uncomfortable thing when you have, you know, someone you know who has a an ill-behaved dog or an ill-behaved child for that matter. Right. You know, how do you approach that? You give your sister a shot collar. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, it's a delicate thing to touch when it's somebody else's dog, especially when... They're tied to you. Yes. They're, yeah. And they're not... They don't necessarily see it the same way you do, obviously. If right. they did, their dog wouldn't be reacting in this way. So it's something to handle with kid gloves. But yeah, it's definitely something the owner should address first person and not try to rely on a tool. That's kind of a crutch to try to get there. Right. You know, if you... Like I said, if the, if the owner is on it as much as the shot collar was and gives those corrections right away when something goes down, the dog would be broken from it. Right. And just to make... Your, if, your, if your sister's happy to be listening, just to make your sister feel better. Um, and, uh, you know, Gary can attest to this. If you come over to my house um, and you walk into my office, you're going to hear a lot of barking from Nigel. Yeah. You, you got to wait for him to He's burn a down a little. He's a little chihuahua. Yeah. Um, and it boils down to, and Gary does a really good job of it. Gary just ignores Nigel, but it's annoying. The point is, 
um, to help you more, we you know we need to know you know exercise level. We need to know the breed. Uh, Gary makes the joke all the time: if you're going to be a dog trainer, don't own a Chihuahua because they make you look horrible, which is true. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's a good question. It's a common question. I think the net is we don't like the callers um, if you're not in the room. Yeah, it's okay if you're in the room, but your timing has to be great. You just can't be pushing the button. You may have to get up and, and back it up with a voice, back it up yeah. with something, right? Yep. Yeah. It's like the old saying, there's no elevator at the top. You got to take the stairs. Yeah. And, and I get it. I mean, and we could go on and on about equipment and why people like equipment. Like, you know, my, my, you know, how much I hate harnesses. You know, how much we hate um, retractable leashes. It's the same flipping problem. Yep. People are lazy. Yeah. It's right? a workaround. They want, that's right. It is a workaround. And it's not even a good workaround. At least the no. e-collar, to me, is a is a better workaround, and it's, and it's a suitable tool. Yeah. No, I have a remote trainer. I've used it on dogs. I usually use it on the more extreme cases, but I've seen where people use it in recall. They'll go and they'll you know do a hard ninety degree turn, <coughs> walk away from the dog, and if the dog doesn't immediately do it, they'll give them a little light shock, and the dog will you know they'll keep doing it until the dog realizes, okay, this is what I have to do. All right. Cool. Well, that's a good, that's a great question. You know, if you want a uh, listener, tell your sister to reach out to the littlereddog.org and get some training. We'll be glad to go out there for you. Um, next question. Um, super common question. Good question. And we actually address this issue on our ad- uh, adoption application. Okay. And the question is, um, how do you get your older dogs to be more social with smaller puppies? Uh well, there's there's a lot of background there yeah, that's, that's missing. There's a lot going on with that uh, question. The question looks innocent, but there's a lot yeah, going on there. Yeah, where you know where's your dog coming from? Is your dog an older dog who was socialized and just has an issue with puppy energy? Is it a dog that you know wasn't socialized and doesn't like other dogs at all? Right. So we'll come from the perspective that your dog's fairly friendly but doesn't like puppies. I think we can. I think we can assume that. Okay. Um, that the dog. Let's just assume that the dog does get along with other dogs, but. Um, just doesn't like the smaller puppies. Yeah. So, you know, you have a smaller dog and they are going to tend to, you know, get in dogs' faces. They're going to jump on them. They're going to do things that they don't necessarily like. And, you know, at some point, again, you have to deal with two dogs. You have to deal with two dog personalities. So if you have a dog who's reactive to little dogs and you, the little dog is yours, then you have to learn how to break them both of their behaviors. The little dog on how to stay off the big dog and the big dog and give the big dog room. And you have to teach the big dog, hey, this is how you're supposed to react to another dog. So, but if it's, you know, your dog comes in contact with other dogs in the, through the course of your day, through the walks or PetSmart or wherever you are, then you, you can't control the other dog. You basically just have to control your dog's reaction. Right, right. Um, the reason why I kind of brought up the adoption application is because, um, you know, obviously one question on our application is, do you already have a dog? Mm-hmm. It always astonishes me. We, we get these applications all the time where the person will say, I have a senior dog, you know, 8, 10, 12, 14 years old. Um, and, you know, maybe he has some issues, arthritis, um, you know, thyroid problems, heart murmur, whatever. And the person... Now it's a puppy. Yep. Um, it's not a. I'm not saying it's an automatic no. I mean, it's a legitimate thing to think about. But I. But it astonishes me. This is what I take issue with. 
they don't seem to ever put any thought into cheese. What their first dog wants. Yeah, and um, you know, a puppy's energy is crazy. Yeah, and it's most likely going to really annoy your older dog. It does. <laughs> and when that happens, now it's going to annoy you because now you have a new job. Yep. Trying to figure out You're how to a get, referee. That's right, and trying to make sure it works out. And when I ask people this question, it's like, hey, have you thought about that? Or why do you really want another dog? The question always is, well, the dog, the puppy on your site is so cute. And we just want yeah. another dog. Um, it's okay to want another dog. But a lot of times I don't think people understand getting a second dog, even if, even if everything's perfect, um, they get along. Yeah. And everything. You're, it's... What do you yeah. say, Gary? I say it's three times more work. It's not twice the work. It's three times no, more. Absolutely. Right? No, absolutely. I did just that. You know, I had a dog who was, when I got <laughs> Huntington, Lucas was 10 That's years right. old. I forgot about that. And, you know, it was a transition for Lucas to get used to. And it was a lot of keeping Huntington off of Lucas and giving Lucas his room and, you know, giving Lucas individual time attention. So, and then, you know, balancing the energy is a trick. What we do is we have to walk Lucas. We do one little loop around the small block, return Lucas home, and then I take Huntington for two miles. Okay. So I burn him for hard. Sure. So, you know, you have to balance all of these things to be able to do it correctly. Right. With your dogs, was there a time where you could walk, you walk them both together? I do. Lucas's first walk, we walk together. Right. We'll take Huntington with us. And Lucas walks really slow. So Huntington had to learn to keep Lucas's pace. And it was hard. I want you to explain to listeners why it's so important that you walk all your dogs together, no matter what what's going on yeah because it makes us a pack right you know when a dog sees themselves most as a dog is when you're out on the pack hunt so they're taking everything from you they're taking everything from the environment and they're definitely taking everything from their sibling so you know if you have a dog that has an issue with another dog the ability to walk them together is probably going to be the key to fixing your their relationship right and that's why i tell people when you get a second dog it's three times the work because of the walk now you know what? You can get you can get away with being a bonehead if you have one dog. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Especially on the walk. Yep. You can you can get away with it. The second thing um, is though when you decide to get a second dog, third dog, whatever, um, your dog behavior knowledge better be at least a C plus. Yeah. At least. Yeah. You're level. definitely going to need some dog behavior. Right. You can be blissfully ignorant if you have one dog. Right. And you're probably not going to do too bad a job. Right. But when you start having to deal with the dog behavior of two dogs dealing with each other and right. the looks and all that stuff that comes into it, if you're unaware of what's going on, then you're creating a more dangerous situation. Right. And doesn't it appall you uh, how everyone just assumes that dogs are always going to get along? Yeah. At this, uh, all you I have to do is so... drop multiple dogs into one location and now they're a pack. And step back, yeah. Yeah, they're a pack. They get together now. Right, right. They live together. Right. You know, and then I see a lot of people who've had to split their houses into multiple sections for the rest of their dog's days because their dogs cannot get along. Right, right. No, it's it's true. It's true. Um, but not. But most owners won't go through that. No, one of They'll the dogs get written. Yeah, yeah, one of the dogs, one of the dogs, is dogs going. going home. Yeah, going, not home. They're going to the shelter. A right? new home. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good time to stop and take a break. Um, Gary, when we come back, we'll have some other questions for you. Awesome. Hope everyone is enjoying our segment so far. For the love of dog, thanks for tuning in.
Thanks for listening to the For the Love of Dog. We're super excited here. We got our first sponsor, uh, New Road Foods. It's so good. I don't I don't know if you guys can hear, but Gary is nibbling on Delicious. Some, he is nibbling on some of the treats. Gary, what's the treat? What's it called? Holiday. Uh, holi- holiday cookie cookie bites. Seriously, it is it is really good. Uh, New Road Foods, local company, Southern California, human grade dry food made daily. Clean kibble. All you gotta do is hop on line and give us uh, the code capital all caps red dog r e d d o g all caps <laughs> underscore fifty. So when you place your order online at New Roads Foods, type in that uh, code and you're gonna get fifty percent off. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. Yeah. And how good stuff, huh? Sure, two bags, one for you and one for your dog. <laughs> uh, Anyway, we really, 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 really appreciate New Roads for uh, hopping on board the little red dog. We know they could choose so many other awesome rescues out there, but they're going with us. Might be because they adopted from us. Kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, remember that name, New Road Foods. And I know Gary's going to remember. Oh, you had to take a little water finally. Yeah. About us. All right. Get some in your teeth. I think you got a little you in just your tooth. Had, yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We are back. Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Dog. So, um, got kind of a fun question from uh, our internal staff here. The always beautiful Miss Nicole asked us a question about how important is it to brush your dog's teeth? Um, which I think it's kind of a, it's not, um, obviously, it's not a dog behavior question, but as a dog owner, it is a very important question. Um, so, should Gary let's let me know that should we be brushing our dog's teeth every day? Should we? Should we? I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. Someone's gonna be mad at me. Yeah. Well, so what is your thoughts behind that? Uh, I think it depends on your dog. If your dog, you know, like people, some dogs have more tartar buildup. You know, mm-hmm. the more important to me that I find is a dog that gets regular dental exams. You know, I agree. It, you have to do it every year, at least once a year. Take your dog and ha- have them have a dental exam, have them do a cleaning. Right. You know, and as they and as they age, maybe twice a week. Yeah, um, uh, exactly. Twice a year, right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, they'll check them for all the periodontal diseases and all the gum diseases and all that stuff. And, you know, that way you'll definitely know that your dog will keep their teeth a lot longer. Yeah. I mean, when, especially when, when we're rescuing dogs, um, you can always tell it's pretty par for the course. You get these dogs that um, are neglected. Yeah. And their teeth. That's the first thing we always Yeah, they're at, literally right? gone. Yeah, when or a, plaque buildup. When a dog has excessive plaque buildup, what will happen is the bone in their teeth will start to soften. Just like human beings, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so f- first we'll go that outer enamel layer, and then it just starts, once the enamel layer is gone, it starts burning through the tooth pretty quick. Right. And we see dogs suit their canines are literally at the gum line. Yeah. They've worn their teeth down to nothing. No, it's a common problem. And um, there's there are products that um, are decent, if if you don't want to, you know. You know what I use? What? Pine lumber. Really? My dog loves pine. It's really soft. He can gouge all the way into it. He chews. The, if I get a, like a branch, yeah, he'll clean the bark off of it, 
You're not worried about splinters or anything like that? Not at all. Really? No, it's a soft wood, so it doesn't really splinter off that much. That's so uh, interesting. If I get a two by four, I can cut it into a twelve inch section, and you yeah. literally cut it. It'll by the time I take it from, it'll be about the size of a pack of gum. Oh wow, that's such a good idea! Yeah. I did not know that. And uh, his teeth are great. He's got no plaque buildup. Well, so that's what I use. Yeah, there's other products. I mean, we use bully sticks. Yeah, greenies. So, yeah. yeah, I don't. Well, greenies. What was it? I don't want to get sued. Not yeah. the way. But there was something really dangerous that came up about them, wasn't there? Hmm. I just remember everyone like four or five years ago saying, "Don't use green." Yeah, there's a, there's always something. They're so you know? expensive, we don't yeah. use them anyway. But yeah, bully sticks aren't cheap, but they're yeah. better than than I think that. There's other products too. Um, there's things that uh, certain toys that your yeah. dog can chew on that has little brushes yeah, on it, it nubs on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, there absolutely, there's nothing wrong with an owner that that brushes their dog's teeth every day. I, I applaud you. If you started a puppy mode, it probably would be fairly easy to do. But to yeah. convince a dog, an adult dog that you adopt to go for brushing the teeth, it's going to take a special dog. Yeah, you reckon anyone flosses their dog's teeth? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't even floss. The only time yeah. I floss my teeth is like right after I get them cleaned. And now they make those fancy little, you know, hooks that have the floss in between it. That's yeah, like my a son fancy uses toothpick. those. Yeah, Sean uses those. But um, I don't know. It's so funny. I'm such an idiot. I'll floss for like a week after my cleaning, <laughs> yeah. and then I toss that crap out the window. Yeah, that's male. I just I, I don't have the time. Yeah, I'm sure I do, but you know, whatever. But anyway, getting back to the teeth, uh, to teeth. Getting back to the dogs that that we bring in to our program. Yeah, they're neglected. Their teeth are usually in bad shape, and it can cause. And, and sometimes, you know, the neglect of their teeth causes, you know, gum problems. It causes bacteria. And then the, the dog's mouth is infected. Uh, it can be a mess. So yeah. that's something you definitely dog's need. Very to... irritable, as you would be if all your teeth were ground down to the gum line. Sometimes, right. yeah. No, we run into a lot of problems that are caused by teeth. No, so that's a that's a that's a great. If you stay ahead of the issue, it's definitely the best way to go. That's a great question. Um, which kind of as we kind of uh, wind down on this episode, it, it reminded me. Well, we just had. Uh, I don't, can't think of when this is actually going to air, but obviously uh, we just had New Year's, and we were just talking about that silly CNN article. Not silly; it's actually a cool article on CNN about the top sixteen things um, that you probably didn't know about a dog. And this is so off topic, but as we leave, I thought it was kind of funny. I, I thought it was a wives' tale about when dogs poop, they have to align their bodies in the magnetic north direction, south, north yeah. south. I thought that was BS. Did you see that? I did. Did you think before you read that? Did you did you had you heard that before? Uh, not only had I never heard that before, but I actually started watching my dogs poop. And do, does he do that? Does he always line up in the same it's, direction? It's not rock solid north south, but it definitely right. seems to be more along that lines than going completely perpendicular to it well I, i'm kind of lucky because at the park um there's so many trees and so you know uh moss always grows on the north side of uh -huh. the tree so whenever the dogs are on the tree, i can totally check i don't see much consistency yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to dive deep into this yeah anyway. that's not really a study i'm gonna do i have to be honest i'm gonna i'm gonna dive deep <laughs> i'm gonna dive deep into the study and figure this <laughs> stuff out but anyway stupid topic but funny i find it kind of interesting Anyway, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in uh, to For the Love of Dog and also remind people to purchase their dog food from New Road Foods, local company in Southern California. Great stuff. And use the promo code, all caps, REDDOG underscore 50. Gary, got anything to add as we enter, two, 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 uh, as we enter 2020? Uh, 
No. I, yes. Just maybe. that New Road food is pretty good. It's and pretty I'm good probably stuff. Probably going to go hook up some milk and try this. With yeah. The boys. Uh, seriously, I know it sounds silly, but it does taste. And we, Gary and I, always try stuff at the adoption events, um, thinking that do I really want to put this in my dog's mouth? And because dogs will eat just yeah. about anything, and I got to tell you, nine times out of ten, when you give them a treat, it's just like cardboard. Yeah, it's better than cardboard. <laughs> bacon sure. strips are horrible. Oh my god, there's nothing like bacon. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, again, thanks for listening to another edition of For the Love of Dog. Please tell your friends, your hairdresser, your mechanic, anyone you talk to. Please subscribe and Even listen. If they don't to. like dogs. That's okay too. Yeah. We'll talk cats. We talk. We don't just talk uh, training. You know, if you tune in. Every other episode, you're going to hear PJ talk about some hot topics, not just about dogs, but it could be any kind of social event. So please tune in for the love of dog. Thank you, and we will see you soon. 